Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Byron Rogers here, and what I want to do today is um, just go over an op, like a basic uh, three-day op. You know, I just, I'm international right now, and um, this is Executive Protection Lifestyle, so I'm going to go on ahead and uh, kind of walk you guys through like a standard op while it's fresh in my mind. Um, nothing sensitive, obviously nothing crazy, uh, that you guys are gonna, nothing crazy or sensitive that anyone's gotta worry about, but this is just kind of like what we do. This is kind of just the flow of things. Uh, so I'm just gonna see how it goes. So solo operations, this is just me flowing by myself, you know, uh, with a handful of clients rolling in. Um, these are just considerations, man. Uh, a decent ops going to have a few different components. You know, you're going to have like the movement component, which is going to be just like your airport, your FBO, depending on how you get, get sent in. Uh, I got sent in as the advanced guy this time, which is really, this is really what this is. This is about is, you know, how you roll when you get sent to do a country. Um, and the clients are going to meet you interface with you there once they get on the ground and you're going to take them to the hotel and you have one venue, you know, these are just the considerations. And, you know, like I always say, Bruce Lee, this trash, you know, absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless and add what is essentially your own. Uh, this is not the way to do anything. This is a way. This is just how I've executed it uh, successfully a number of times, but it doesn't mean that um, if you don't do it this way, you won't be successful, you know, or that someone else's way isn't better or something like that. As long as they can get a, the good result, which is great client rapport and getting your clients in and out of uh, the country or wherever you're working safely, you're good. Boom. So, um, you know, it all starts with doing a little bit of advance work before you even get into the country. You know, I don't uh, go into any country without going blind. You know, I don't go into any country blind. So, there are a number of different companies out there that can help you get a solid kind of threat assessment with regards to the situation uh, around, say, Americans traveling abroad and things like that. So you want to hop online. You want to do a little bit of research first so you can understand kind of what the climate's going to be about uh, with regards to Americans, you and your client, or if you're not American, obviously, with regards to you and your client traveling. You want to understand all the different travel advisements and all the different... Um, you know, considerations that you're going to need to keep in the forefront of your mind 
as you uh, as you as you guys get there. Anything you need to warn your client about, you know, you need to look into you know things tourists are doing that are getting them in trouble, and and, and think about whether your client's capable of doing those things or not. You know, it's just so you know what to look out for, and you can plan your strategy kind of around um, those tendencies and the things that you know are within the spectrum of your client's personality and behavior. Uh, so the first thing you do, it really is you're getting in there, you're getting on, you're getting on doing some solid research. And a lot of that can just be done online, man. You know, there are a number of different like TripAdvisor, a number of different websites that'll let you get a good site picture. But at the same time, you always need to keep in mind the reality that, you know, your site picture is almost definitely it's as accurate as any crystallized information is you know what i mean um i'm all about the fluid intelligence you know what i'm saying give me my crystallized intelligence and then i gotta work my fluid stuff off that so which fluid intelligence is your situational intelligence it's what you can do based on you know what's given to you you know like a guy with a high level of fluid intelligence you can drop him in any situation and he can uh he can uh he can superimpose his will on the situation and, and the dynamic and come out, you know, with a pretty good result. That's that's that fluid no matter what intelligence. That's that military intelligence, you know, like I'm an acad I mean, I'm not an academic, but I'm finishing my master's degree. I got a bachelor's, I got an associate's, and that's the biggest difference I see is, you know, you get a lot of crystallized intelligence from school, but don't think don't let that think don't let that make you think you're you're smart. You know what I'm saying? To me, the smartest guy is the guy you can drop in any situation and can make he can make something happen. He can make a play. When things go off the rails, he's able to get them back on the rails. You know, not the guy that just is really good at regurgitating information. You know what I'm saying? Nothing against school necessarily, but um, as you always hear me talk about, like, uh, keep learning, man. Keep on going. Keep on learning. Keep on pushing. And the reality is the more you learn, the more things you'll be able to make connections. I heard a wise man once say what really, you know, a, a real sign of intelligence is being able to make a lot of connections with things that are seemingly unconnected. So the more crystallized intelligence you have in your mind, the higher probability you are able to make actual connections between things that are seemingly unrelated. Let me move this wire out of the way here. Uh, so the whole piece of... Fluid intelligence, crystallized intelligence, boom. Nonetheless, so before you even get to the country, you really want to have a good understanding of that climate, the pitfalls, the types of crime, you know, are people, you know, is is it safe to drink in that country? Is it safe to drink alcohol? Even if you're at the, like, you know, even if you're at the resort, is it still safe, you know? Um you know, a lot of people think that it's in Mexico, it's safe, you know, if you're just at the resort, but there's a lot of data out there that would say that, no, even at the resort, you need to watch your six, you need to watch your drink, you know, you need to uh, pay attention to what they're giving you, you know, and don't, you know, don't ever let yourself get out of, you know, but that's, 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 that's for the civilians, that's for the non-combatants, we stay sharp the entire time, you know, um, but these are the considerations you need to pay attention to. Is it pickpocketing that they're doing? Is it express kidnapping that they're doing out there, you know, where they just uh, roll up on your client and take them to an ATM machine and have them empty everything out of their, their, their bank accounts right there on the spot, you know? Are there different tactics you can use to, uh, to stop someone from being able to do that, like putting your PIN number in backwards? You know, I heard about that. I don't know if it's actually accurate or not, but, um, you know, you gotta you gotta research all these things before you go to that country that you see uh, are really pertinent in that country. So, 
uh, you can guard against them. And, you know, you really want to familiarize yourself with that itinerary and the requirements when you're packing so you make sure you grab all the right gear. And for me, it's just a matter of going over the itinerary again and again and again and again and again in my head until I become really familiar with it. Uh, so you go over everything, you get there. Now, when you touch down on the ground in that country, you got to hit the ground running because you're behind the eight ball, depending on how much time you have. If your client's good, you have a day. If your client's really good, you have a few days, really, to get it all done. And don't take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? I've seen guys have a bunch of time and not get things done, and then they just look like a bag of crumply buttholes when the client shows up and, you know, things aren't zipped up nice and tight, you know, and those those I's aren't crossed and those T's aren't dotted, you know what I'm saying? So... When you're the guy who's sent in first, everything that happens when that client lands is going to land on your shoulders. Everyone's going to be like, who did the advance? Who did the advance? Why don't they know this? You know, so you really got to dig in when you hit the ground, when you hit the ground. And depending on how much time you are, you, you have on that, uh, on the, in that country before your client lands really depends on the way you prioritize and execute your movements with regards to your venues and your hotel. You know, if your client's coming in right behind you, uh, you might want to figure out where they're going to go first and then advance that because you might have a chance to leapfrog to the next. Like if your client's landing and going straight to the venue, then guess what? You know, and he's three hours behind you, which has happened to me, which has happened to me on multiple occasions. Then you get there and you go straight to that venue. Um, and the on your way to the venue, you're looking at the route uh, that your client's going to run. You're taking notes on the route that your client's going to run, things that your team's going to need to know before they land. And... The, the distance, the time, medical facilities along the way, police assets along the way. You want to uh, reach out, depending on how you, they're running the, the operation, you can reach out to local authorities, let them know who you are, who you're with, what you're going to be doing. Uh, but if you're running under the radar, you can't do that. You're not letting anyone know who you are and who you're with. And even when you check into the hotel room, you're going to use a pseudonym, you know, and you're going to use a different name so that you know, you're as off the books as possible. You're going to pay for everything with a different credit card. So you're off the books, uh, especially if you're in one of these countries where they sell your information before you even get off the plane. Um, so, you know, these are things you got to figure out and consider on your way in. When your client lands, uh, before your client lands, so you're flying to, say, the venue because your client's right behind you. You get to that venue, you're going to make contact. If you're flying above the radar, you're going to make contact with the house. Hopefully, before you even take off, you're going to have uh, points of contact for all these people before you even get in country. Uh, point of contact for the house, for the venue, point of contact for the hotel. Um, and you want to make sure everyone is on board with giving you the top of the line service before you get there. How do you do that? We come back to social dynamics. You got to make sure that you're interfacing with these people right. Uh, unless you are in some type of law enforcement position like the Secret Service or you have some type of rank or authority, you're just a civilian trying to get, uh, uh, trying to render a service, but you need them to render a quality service in order to make you look good. So, you know, calling them and saying, hey, uh, we're with the VIP, I need this, that, and the next thing is not going to cut it because you got to realize that for these venues and for your hotel, um, to them, it's just a Tuesday, man. You know what I mean? It's just a weekend. It's just another day on the grind. Oh, such and such celebrities coming. Oh, such and such politicians coming. Oh, such and such, 
you know, royalty, acting, singing talent, whatever is coming through. It's 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 a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday, you know, like this is what they do. So you need to give them the respect of not thinking that you're a big deal because you're with this client and you guys are such a big deal that you've got to come and uh, that you're gonna come. Like because to them, like I said, it's just another day around the way in the game. So with regards to advancing the venue, you know. The second you get there, you want to take a look at every place your client's going to be. Every place your client's going to travel in that venue, you want to take a look at the green room, if there's going to be one in that type of setup. Any room where they're going to be kept, you want to know that that room in and out. You need to make sure it's got a bathroom, all that fun stuff. Uh, and really, one of the funny things about advances, you know, even if it's a pocket hasty advance or if it's like a, a, a you know, big country you're doing or whatever it is, uh, but when it comes to facilities on an advance, you always want to make sure you know where the bathroom is because there's like the quickest way to look like an idiot is for you to do all this work and you to get there and your client to be like, hey, come here and then lean back and be like, yo, where's the bathroom? And you're like, uh, uh, uh you know, it, it it's not good because then you, you, you really look like you're not prepared. So. You know, you get there, you want to look at the green room, you want to make sure that their facilities have absolutely any and everything that your client's going to need. And when you're interacting and interfacing with them, you need to do it in a way that they understand that you respect them, you respect the uh, service that they're going to render you, and that you guys are really on the same team and you guys are really working together to try to make sure your client has the best experience possible. Because you are teammates. Don't come in there like, oh, I'm security, big bad security dude, because they will jam you up. They might not jam you up initially, but things you need might not get done. Uh, They're going to start rolling their eyes and dragging their feet when it's time to help you get stuff. You know, so when it comes to dealing with the house staff or even the hotel, you know, every professional you meet, you need to treat them like a professional. Um, but when you're at the house, boom, check out the route, from, check out the drop. Make sure you pick a good drop if you can. You know, low visibility at the drop, uh, an area where there's not going to be a lot of foot traffic, an area where you're going to be able to just, you know, hopefully get your client from the vehicle to the green room as quickly and efficiently as possible. Hopefully you got some overhang. You can ideally you want to pull underneath uh, like a lower garage or someplace where uh, you're not exposed, you know, out on the open in the street if you can. That's ideal. Uh, another ideal thing is to have the drop be able to be locked down so you can go into like a garage, a, f- a gate can close behind you and you can get in there and then you can let your client out in a controlled environment. Uh, so that's a one primary consideration. And as you do that drop, you know, you want to have a guy there and all that fun jazz. But we're just advancing right now. So you want to roll up. You want to take and, – and everything you do on your advance, you want to take pictures of it. You know, so you're snapping pictures of the drop because it's all going to go into your advance, your report, you know. Um, and AS Solutions, I commend them. They've got a sweet – an application that really helps you do uh, solid advance work because it has all this in a checklist and you can go through and look at everything. So, And you can be very organized with the information you pull from your environment and you can make it into a nice PDF and send it over to the client. The only problem is it's going to have AS Solution branding on it. So considerations. Um, so the drop is the first place that I start off at, taking pictures of it, taking a look at it, and then I walk I walk the path that my client's going to walk. So then I go on ahead and uh, walk into the venue. And I'm doing all this with someone from the house so that we're on the same page and they can feed me information about the journey as we're doing it. So 
you know, I have someone giving me what we call a walkthrough. So they're giving you a walkthrough. This is the drop. This is usually the drop that you use. You ask them if anything's ever happened here, how it happened, um, and you get ready to mitigate that. Uh, you take the walkthrough from there inside to the green room. Usually they're walking you backstage. They're walking you back behind everything, pointing certain little things out. You're taking a look at all the different corners, all the different blind spots, all the different ways um, that someone or places that someone can wait and ambush you and your client whether it's just like hey can i get an autograph or you know it's someone who wants to do them harm uh, and you're thinking through everything as you're doing this you're just thinking like this is how i'm going to do it this is where i need to be positioned as i'm rolling with my client these are the hard points this is what i need to be facing this is where i need to be shielding body shielding as i walk past these doors this is uncontrolled environment over here you know you're going over everything with your head you know and one of the things I've done that's made it a lot easier using the technology that we have now is sometimes I just video it, you know, because I need to get the guys on the other side the best information possible. And sometimes a video is the best, you know, video it, upload it to your Google Drive or to your Dropbox and just send them a link and be like, hey, gents, here's the venue. Uh, I got the whole route. I got all the routes and everything inside the venue on tape right here. It just takes 10 minutes. Just watch it. So you already have eyes on and I'm not explaining things to you, you know, when you're coming in. Um, and that has really been a great tool uh, for the other team when they're coming in, for the movement team when they're coming in. Um, but you walk from the drop to the green room. Make sure the green room has everything. Ask about the accoutrements, you know. Hey, you know, my client likes red grapefruit candy, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, you know. Uh, and, and they should be like, yeah, we got the list from the secretary. We're going to have everything. It's going to be right here. Um, and once you're six, once you're satisfied with the green room and... You have a warm and fuzzy about it. You know, you ask like, hey, what's the next route to, you know, maybe the stage if you're doing that kind of venue. If you're doing like a, a, a venue where you're going to like a concert or something like that and you don't have the house staff to walk you through, you're walking, you're driving up there, you're picking out your, your drop, you're not letting anyone know who you are and you're looking at how you're going to get your client in and out of this place, where you're going to park. Um, where you're going to sit and you're looking at as much as you can. If you come on an off day when no one's there, you can get away with a lot of stuff for that type of venue. Um, but the main thing is that you go to the venue and you learn the venue inside and out. You take pictures of everything, pictures of the green room. Then you go, you know, route to the platform, pictures, pictures, route to the stage, pictures, pictures, walk it, take a video if you need to. Um, and you start looking at ingress, egress, you start looking at um, um, emergency evacuation plans like, all right, so if they're up here on stage, uh, how am I going to execute emergency evacuation? Uh, where's the hard room you're looking at? Um, what's the best room in the facility closest to where my client will be in case I need to lock my client down, say, say a bomb goes off and there are people everywhere or for some reason, you know, you can't get back to your vehicles or your vehicles are being destroyed or, you know, something happens where you need to lock your client down. You throw your client into that hard room and you guys figure out what the next move is from there. So you need to look at a room that you can use as a hard room and hard room means basically a room where there are no entrances and no exits, no windows. It's just one way in, one way out, and it's a thick door um, that's not easy to penetrate or get through, um, and it's a place where bullets, nothing can touch you. So you want to know where the hard room is, take pictures of it, and make sure you have a warm and fuzzy with it and you know how to lock it and all that stuff. You need to ask about accessibility for the green room and for the hard room and for all these different places you're going to be moving with your client. Are you going to need someone from the house with you or can you do it solo? It's not 
ideal to need someone with the house to be with you uh, in order to move through the facility because people are failure points. You know, they're not perfect and there's in pandemonium and in tragedy, there's a high probability that that person may run or even be injured and your keys are, you know, what's the deal with them? Uh, another thing you got to consider when you're looking at a venue is staging your vehicles. Where are you going to stage your vehicles? Uh, when are you going to flip your vehicles around so that they're properly staged for your egress out of the venue? Uh, so once you get your client in pocket, you know, it's not like just chill time. It's time to prepare like during times of peace, prepare for war or like when you're in the Marine Corps and every time you get a second to stop, it's tighten up your gear, get everything situated, get everything straight. So you get in there and you're like, all right, this is where the cars are going to be staged. You got to have a good staging area and then you want to flip the cars around the second you get that client in a secure location. Hopefully you have a team that can do this, but um, these are the things and considerations you're thinking about asking the house, hey, are you guys going to have cones here to block off my parking? And make sure all those things are taken care of ahead of time. You don't want, you can't have any mistakes. You're the advanced guy. So you get to the venue, you're looking at hard rooms, you're looking at the platform, you're looking at uh, ways to attack the platform, you're looking at ingress and egress from the platform, uh, you're looking at any secondary locations like after they get done speaking or performing or whatever they're doing, where they're going to go next. So you're extracting as much information as you can from the venue. And this is all going to go into a big venue report. You know, the one I just did was 10 pages. And it's going to have how far away is medical? How far away is uh, poli- is a police station? What's the response times like for medical and, and law enforcement in the area? Um, you can call your local, um, your local, local uh, law enforcement organizations and things like that to find this information out where you can talk to the house you can talk to them about other emergencies they've had in the building how they've dealt with it Um, but you really want to have a great relationship with them once they leave you you know if they have to give you keys you know in order for you to move through the parts of the facility that are going to be for you and your client that's that stuff takes relationship you know that stuff takes um, them feeling really good about you so you got to be able to do that right so you want to walk the entire venue walk the seats walk everything that matters in that venue so you know where it all is and then from the venue you know usually you've got a hotel or something in town that you're going to go to and take pictures of all of it you're looking at the hotel you're looking at the routes those things are very important in fact so kind of the next uh important thing is looking at the hotel you get to the hotel hopefully you have a point of contact that you can meet up with at the hotel And this really comes down to uh, being able to kind of make sure your client has the best experience possible. Like the hotel is base. So you get there, you meet up with the hotel staff. If you're lucky, you've been given a, uh, a good kind of, uh, a list of what your client wants in their room and it's your job to get it done. You know, people think that executive protection is about like guns and being a tough guy and, 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 and things like that. But in reality, man, this is the stuff that keeps you keeps you getting paid, keeps you getting fed in my experience, you know, being able to do a good advance, being able to have your client get to their room and be like, man, everything's taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like everything's the way I want it. I got all the little weird things that I want in my room and now I can just focus on doing what it is I'm here to do and making the money I'm here to make so I can continue paying everybody, you know? So it's kind of the goal of the whole entire operation, but you get to the hotel you link up with the hotel staff. 
the hotel manager will give you a walkthrough. You want to have a direct point of contact with somebody who understands your client and like the importance of you. You know, you don't want to just, if you can, you want to get more than just, um, oh, just call the hotel number. You know, uh, you want to have a person who's going to be here, who's going to be here Wednesday, who, what manager is going to be on duty Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, until my client leaves. Oh, it's going to be Jessica's. Uh, the first two days and then Adam's going to come in. Okay, good to go. How can I get a hold of them? So you need to know exactly where to call if anything is needed. Um, and then you just do it again. You go in ahead, you hit up the suite that your client's going to be in. You do a walkthrough. If your client's got kids, depending on your client's preference, maybe you take the alcohol out of the room. Um, you make sure everything that that client wants is in that room. Um, you know, you're also sweeping for any type of like bugs or any type of surveillance equipment. You're making sure that, you know, everything's clean before they walk in you know you're making sure also that the hotel is up to par that your client's not going to get there and be like who booked this hotel this hotel is is, is is crap you know so there's really a lot of responsibility on your shoulders when you're advancing a location when you're advancing any location because it's like you're the first guy there so you get in you take a look at everything you sweep the room you get keys made now when you get keys made a mistake I've seen a lot of guys do is just get keys for their client. Negative. You want to get keys, enough keys for your client. And what I do is pretty much everyone in the party has their own keys. And I have keys to everyone in the party's uh, rooms as well. And then my other guys have keys to everyone in the party's rooms as well. Especially if you're running a multiple client detail, it's highly probable that uh, these individuals are going to go different directions at some point in time. And if only the DL has all the keys uh, then, you know, you guys are now swapping keys out. Then he's got to give you his keys because the kids needed to go back to the room or the wife wanted to go back to the room. And then next thing you know, like he's coming in with the other, with, you know, with the husband and you already let the wife in the room. But you know what I mean? Like just mistakes can get made and people get locked out of the rooms, you know, or, or such and such needs a key. So they went downstairs while you guys were out to get another key made and out shut down all your guys' keys, you know, uh, DL's walking the client to the room and, you know, his key isn't working because keys get desensitized in our pockets all the time and the hotel always blames it on cell phones and stuff, but it's just because they have crappy keys and, you know, you want to have that second man in the stack to have that key ready to rock, you know what I'm saying? So in the way I run it and have ran it and have seen it work and be efficient, effective is everyone on the detail has every key to the rooms. And, you know, there's a number of different ways to do that. You can punch a hole in them and put them on a keychain. Uh, you can, for me, I just keep them in different pockets and I code them uh, in different ways so that I know which key is which when I put my hands in my pocket. This isn't my trash. This is someone else's trash. Uh, it's just that, you know, a lot of professionals I know use this trick. But with the key, what you do is I put notches in them, you know, so I know when I touch this one, oh, this has got two notches in the top of it. This is for the kids, you know, this one's got two notches in the side of it. In my pocket, I can feel which key's which. That's the that's the sweet room, you know what I'm saying? Um, if you got a little pocket knife where you can use the edge of a counter or something, if you're in a country that's already declawed you on your way in, you don't get to have, you don't get to have stuff uh, to protect yourself with. But those are just the little things that make you look a little bit more smooth with a V. Anyways, that way your client just thinks, you know, you're a little bit more more of a G, you know. So you want to come in, get their rooms. Another thing, too, while I'm thinking about it is being able to cake, drop cake, man. Like you, for me personally, you want to bring cash. 
uh, because you need to cake everybody up, grease everybody's palms so that everything runs smoothly. You know, you want to make sure your valets, you're dropping, uh, you're dropping dollars on them every time you go in and out of that valet so they can take care of you, so they can make sure uh, the vehicle's up top because, you know, especially if you're staying at a high roller spot, you know, they're getting tips. So for you to matter, you need to be given tips. See what I'm saying? And if you got a good client and a good setup, your client knows this and you can expense it all when you get back, you know. Um, but something I do is, you know, I, always, I don't roll into a country with less than I have a bunch of pocket cash with me. So as I'm rolling, and my clients, you know, good clients want you to do that. So everything's good. You know, like at the FBO, you know, when your clients are coming in, you know, back to the FBO, you want to make sure you grease everyone at the FBO so that they know when you're when you're about to fly out of that country with your clients, boom, you know, this guy is a tipper, these guys take care of us, we're going to take care of them. Yeah, tarmac access for sure. Yeah, everything you need for sure, you know, hands down. That's how you want it to be. Like, they, you want them to be excited when you show up at the FBO because everyone knows you're going to get taken care of and they love you and they love your client and they'll bend over backwards for you guys because you're caking them up. It's just a law of reciprocation. So, um, and it's important with the FBO, like you might think you're all good, you land, everything's smooth, they treat you right the first time and you don't cake them up. Yeah, well, when you're flying out and you got to make that call, hey, this is, you know, Byron, I'm with November 8, 6, 7, 5, 3, 0, 9, rolling up and they're like, oh, Hey, you guys, I, we need you all to come in and check in, you know, and you're like, oh, what happened? I, I thought I could roll out, you know, go to the gate and you guys would take me out on the tarmac. They're like, no, you know, you'll get stuffed. So make sure you're ready to act like a professional and cake them up if you can. Uh, if your client's not reimbursing you for that, then that's uh, another situation you got to figure out how to solve. So and I've been in that situation. It's really not cool. So, yeah, you want to make sure that you have some cash to take care of everyone who's going to make sure your op runs smoothly. So, you know, you roll in, you're doing the hotel thing, you're taking a look at the menu, you're making sure, you know, the hotel understands any food allergies your clients have, you're making sure any allergies, period, you're making sure the hotel knows exactly what your clients need and expect, you're getting yourself a nice point of contact for that hotel, uh, you're walking the floor, you're understanding the floor plan, you're understanding, you know, who you're going to put where when they get there, you know, when your guys get there, maybe you draw up a nice floor plan, you show everybody where they're going to be, and you're understanding all the times, everything that have to do with your client, so the concierge, the lounge, what are the hours on the lounge, you know, what are the hours on the lounge when they're serving food, you know, you got to know all this stuff so that you can make sure when your client throws you that oddball question, you know what I'm saying, you have uh, a competent answer because that's going to really make it look like you did your homework. So you want to make sure that you, I mean, this is your, this is your environment now, you know, this is your house, you know, so those are just some considerations, just some things you want to check out, you know, another thing kind of moving back to the venue too and to the house you need to make sure you understand the security situation both at the venue and at the house you know and get a real serious assessment at you know at this venue like you know is it just square bad security uh with no weapons just wands like first line of defense guys um is it you know or or is or do they have a proper security team in place with like multi-layer 
uh, multi-layer assets where, yeah, they've got uniform guys out front. Yeah, they've got guys with guns and, and law enforcement. And also it looks like they might have a plain clothes element. Like how serious are these guys taking security? Um, and, you know, the chances are the less serious they take it, um, the less they'll be willing to cooperate with you in my experience. Sometimes the more serious they take it, the less they're willing they cooperate with you too because they think they're the end-all, be-all, best security is bestest security is ultra mega ninja Jedi security dudes ever. So, you know, there's another dynamic that you have to manage all this though, but you need to, you know, and at both the venue and the hotel, you want to, if there's a security head of security dude, you need to show up, you need to meet him, you need to shake his hands, you need to look him in his eyes, you need to pay him respect. Uh, don't talk down to him, don't be too cool for school because you're with such and such and such a client. No, respect his gangster, respect his craft and what he does, and let him know, hey man, we're gonna be in your house, we're gonna be dependent on you guys for protection, we're gonna be dependent on you guys for information, uh, for everything, so um, make sure that they know, you know, you guys are on the same team, you know, because like, like you hear me talk about in the private security world, you know, there's a lot of egos, man. There's a lot of egos and it's just not good. It's not good for any of us. A rising tide lifts all ships at sea and that's just how I roll personally. So, and that's what's really worked. So, you know, um, that's, that's, that's kind of another consideration. Uh, let's see. With the hotel, you take a look at the suite, you get all that dialed in. Um... You understand, you know, all the different uh, amenities and times and all that stuff. And you're consolidating all of this and you're going to put it into a big old venue report. You want to understand, you know, entries and exit ways to the to the suite. You want to understand, um, you know, you want to make sure you get a room where you're close to your client, as close as possible to your client. You know, little things like when you're standing out in the hallway, you don't want to be standing right in front of your client's door telling the whole entire world where your clients are staying. You know, like stay at the end of the hallway, watch the entire hallway, you know, that way no one, you know, knows, oh, the third door on the left is obviously where this dude's client is. There's a big dude in a suit standing out in the hallway. And, you know, if you got to do halls and walls, do them good. Just do your dirt time, you know. That's how you get become legit is you do your stinking dirt time. You do your, you do your dirt time so well that people respect you. Then you get off the dirt time quicker. Um, so those are some considerations. So you're taking a look at the hotel. Uh, and then for the hotel, you want to understand law enforcement. What's their response time? How quick do they get there? Medical, same thing. What's their response time? How quick do they get there? All that fun stuff. Um, incidents that have happened at the hotel, how they've happened at the hotel. You want to take a look at alternate drops and things like that. How many different ways can you get your client in and out of the hotel? A drop, B drop. You want to have as many drops as you can so that, say, you're rolling back to your hotel and that weird dude who was following you guys around at lunch before the concert you know, happens to be waiting out front of the hotel because he knows you're staying at that hotel because he's that weird dude and he did his homework, you know, or you're, you know, you're coming back and like uh, a wedding just got out at the hotel. So like the primary, the primary uh, ingress route is like jammed up with wedding people all over. Hey, can we, let's go to the uh, Bravo entrance around back and let's roll into the hotel that way, you know, just to make it nice and easy and smooth. And that, that makes it easy. You know what I mean? That makes you look like a G. Your client will be like, oh, where are we going? And be like, oh, we're going to take the other way in. This way is a little bit, uh, this way is pretty congested, pretty crowded. And as we know, we don't want to be walking our clients through crowds as often as we can. We like to keep them to ourselves. So, you know, those are other considerations. Uh, ingress, 
egress. And forgive me, I may miss some things in this podcast, but I'm just going to give you like a really broad brushstroke, like a hundred foot view of kind of the considerations and things that we do, you know. Um, so that's that's a lot of what we're going to do with regards to the hotel um, and the venue. And then the other main piece, major piece, uh, are all the different routes. Oh, with the hotel too, very important piece is, you know, understanding your rooming list. Any maps you can get of anything in the hotel, get them. Uh, they make great for your report. Uh, get all the maps you can. Uh, emergency evacuation plans should be on the back of every door in the hotel. You want to get on that and take pictures of all those. Those go in your report. Uh, and you make sure and brief all that stuff. Uh, let's see here. Room list. Little thing, but a big thing. You want to make sure your client has that room list so they know where everyone they want to know in their party is. And it needs to have all the room numbers and it needs to have instructions for how to dial room to room. Rooming list is a big one for me. Well, it's just a big one I've seen, you know, clients really appreciate, you know. Medical, you know, how far away is medical? Where are we going if we need medical uh, relative to the house? Uh, and you got to remember with all this stuff, two is one, one is none. So one hospital, you're putting two hospitals on your brief. Any provisions that you're going to have with you during the op, you know, provisions as far as medical aid you're going to have in the vehicle, uh, firepower that you're going to have on you, have with you, have in the vehicle. All these things need to be uh, outlined in your brief and, and, and allocated properly so that if something does happen, the right things are in the right vehicles. You know, water, you want to make sure you have water. You know, another thing with regards to um, <clears throat> the advances, you know, when I get into a country, when I get into a new rental vehicle, I've got all my stuff in the car. I've got my plugins. I've got my uh, magnet, you know, stand for my phone to throw in there. So when I get in that car, it's like straight up my office in there. Like, I get in that car, I'm plugging my stuff in, I'm getting set up, I got my magnet deal, I got my phone up, I got my maps up. Before I even get to the country, I already looked up all the different locations, I've programmed and labeled all the locations in my phone, so I'm just on the fly with it. I'm just like, you know, I hit the ground and I know exactly where I'm going, all this stuff is done, um, and everything's labeled, and, you know, I have a good time with Google because of this, because Google, you know... Google Maps drops you nasty, like lets you label everything and make it all pretty. And um, you can send locations, you can drop pins. So I, I use Waze a bit, but Waze can be tough because it takes a minute to, you know, if you get in the car and you need to push and you're not 100% sure which direction to go, Waze doesn't know what direction you are until you travel like close to a quarter mile. Then Waze is like, oh, go left, you know. So um, I use a combination of Waze and Google Maps. And Waze, as far as I know, doesn't let you load. Uh, label things as much or as well as uh, uh, as Google Maps does. So, yeah, those are some considerations for that. You get in the car, set that car up. Oh, when your client is getting ready to land, don't be the idiot who didn't get water in the car. Make sure that that car has everything your client needs, whether you're driving it or you're driving Chase. Go in the limo. Make sure you've got your client's water. Make sure you've got um, umbrellas. Umbrellas is another big one, man. Uh, something that I always, I always put umbrellas and water and sometimes wet naps or napkins in the car. Those are like the three things that I really try to make sure are in the car, but for sure water and umbrellas if you're, especially if you're in a rain place because there's nothing worse than, you know, it's raining outside your client's like, oh, I don't want to get my hair wet or, you know, do you guys have an umbrella and you don't have one? Now you're just that much like not prepared, you know? So, 
Uh, those are just the little things, man. I'm telling you, when you're going up against another detailer, you're going up. You're you you. It's these little things that set you apart that you know your client will come to appreciate and get spoiled with. And then when someone else is trying to do the job or take your guys's job, they're like, man, our guys were actually pretty good, you know. So especially if it's a client you just have one exposure with, or yeah, get it right, be that guy, you know. So you want to make sure the limo has everything it needs in it. Uh, you want to put, for me, I have like a go bag with medical equipment in it, a couple of uh, IFACs and things like that. I'll throw one of those in the chase. I'll throw one of those in the limo uh, just in case. Anything that you're bringing to harden the limo, uh, harden the chase, all that stuff's got to be done uh, before they land. Uh, and then, you know, you take all this information between the FBO information the hotel information and the venue information and you do a big old venue report and really it consists of those three things plus the country climate the climate of the country and you know you just go over everything and for me you know i'll i'll put images in there i got a mission statement i got a description of the operation you know i've got a few paragraphs about the venue what the venue itself is what it's like you know i've got a links to the website like citing my sources uh security at the venue uh description of the security position posture uh quality of the security operators that i've seen any weak points and friction points i see in the venue any weak points and friction points i see with regards to uh the way we're gonna flow through the venue like hey you know i'm gonna have to break curbside here this is a bottleneck this might be a little friction point we're exposed to the crowd here you know um, once we get them to the green room, that's a kind of a safe room. Uh, but, you know, on the way to the stage, we have to, you know, pass by the crowd again. There's only going to be a curtain between us and them. Things like that, you know, aerial shots of the venue, just so you know what it is. And like, like so people just know what they're going into. Um, links on YouTube links, just so people can see things uh, with regards to that. And you're sending all this stuff to your team. Some clients like to get it. Uh, some clients don't care. They just want you to do your job. So it just kind of depends on your clients. Everything about your venue location is in there. Emergency evacuation plan from the venue. You know, if, if it's a, a venue your clients are just going to, you know, how are you going to get them out there? Are you going to run them to, to the, straight to the vehicle the same way everyone else is going? Are you guys going to link up at the vehicle? Like how, how exactly is it going to be going down? You got to think this stuff out and you want to have, you want to have diagrams of all of it. You know, these are the, primary and alternate routes to the vehicle that we're going to be going for uh we can pop through this fence right here you know we can go this way go that way all that fun jazz you know um addresses points of contact pertinent information um you know timelines itineraries all that stuff is going into this venue brief um emergency evacuation plan at the hotel what your plan is if you're in another country your plan of how to get out of that country embassy information all that stuff's got to be in here medical information as far as you know what the nearest hospitals are to your venue and also to your hotel uh two is one one is none on all that trash provisions things that you're gonna have in the vehicles uh and things that you're gonna have at the hotel for your client if they need them uh things you're expecting to have you know you're gonna brief them on all the movements primary alternate routes good thing with google is it shows you alternate routes um so Kind of that really can help you uh, check, know the alternate alternate routes very quickly. The crime and situation in your country, you know, that's another huge piece of the venue of the uh, of, of the overall brief that you're going to put together for everything. 
So those are pretty much a lot of the considerations going into a country. Like I said, man, like uh, I may have forgot. I'm sure I'm forgetting things. I'm sure there's a million guys out there that can do it better. But this is just to give you kind of an idea of what you're looking at. Going into a country solo, going into a country first. Like I said, AS Solutions has an app, Advance has a whole list of all these types of things. And this is kind of what it's all about, you know. And you got to realize, man, like when your client lands, you're center stage. You know, you're their guy. You're the guy who's got to have all the right information. You're the guy who's got to be able to get them in and out safe. You're the guy who's got to be able to, you are security. You understand what that means? What is security, man? Security is everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you are the guy who's got to be interfacing with, if they don't have admin with them, you're the guy who's got to be interfacing with the hotel. You're the guy who's got to be interfacing with the venue. You're the guy who's got to be getting all this stuff done. And then when you actually hit the ground, bro, you're you're flowing and you're looking at the itinerary and you're you're thinking ahead, you know, like they're hitting the ground. You're going through in your head like, all right, I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them in the vehicle. We're going to go. We're going to hit this route. We're going to get to the hotel. We get to the hotel. It's going to look like this. We're going to go boom, 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 boom. And for me, like some guys are like ultra cognitive and don't need to do this and like are smart. They see it once. They know it. I, I, like I said, I'm not the best. Like I have to walk it a couple times. You know what I mean? Like, if you did video of the hotel and if you did video of the venue, you're putting that in your venue brief too. Upload it to Dropbox, put links at the bottom. Um, but I got to walk it a few times so I can walk it with confidence. There's a lot to be said for being able to do all these things with confidence. You're running the routes multiple times. You're driving the routes multiple times until you're familiar with them and you can do them easily. Um, and you're you're really familiarizing yourself with that location. So you're like a native by the time they land. You you, you do a little bit of research about uh, what's around your hotel, the good food spots around your hotel. There's nothing better than when they land for them to be like, hey, you know, I heard there was a good meatball spot. And you'd be like, oh yeah, it's Morton's Meatballs or whatever, you know, like for you to be able to like, hey, we're kind of hungry because there's going to be curveballs. There's going to be curveballs. And for them to be like, hey, we're kind of hungry or hey, we need this. And you'd be like, oh yeah, there's, so we got, these are the options. You know, you got Chinese, you got Italian, you got American here. There's a bistro over here. Uh, they got something for the kids over there. You know, having that stuff is really what makes you look professional and polished at the end of the day. And the whole time you're with them, you know, you're not just in it with them. Like you have your clients there, you know, you guys made it to lunch. You're thinking already like, all right, what's the next location? If you have to pull it up on your map, on your GPS, you pull it up on your GPS and you get it all prepped. The second you get to that first place that you're going to or the next place you're going to, boom, you're prepping your map for the next place. Then you're prepping yourself for the next place. And so you're always kind of leapfrogging. And this is solo practitioner stuff. You know what I mean? You walk into that restaurant. Where are you going to sit? Where are the hard points in the room? Uh, how can you face the door and, and and do your job? You know, Do you sit with your client or do you get a security table and kind of sit off your client a little bit so they can chill because you know, they've had someone breathing down their neck for the last bit on the flight you know, and they need their space? Um, when you tighten it up, when you uh, loosen it up, you know, so these are all considerations, man. These are all things that you've got to pay attention to. Um, you know, one of the main things too, I'd say with rolling solo is don't get sucked in to just hanging out with your client. You've got to be always doing your job. You've got to remain vigilant. You're not their friend. You're their employee. And if you get that mixed up, that's when guys get bit. And that's when guys get axed because they get too familiar. They can't manage the relationship very well. So, you know, you've got to remember it, do my job. So find work. All right, cool. They're in there. What's the next move going to look like? I need to get that up on my GPS. I need to make sure that this is all set up so I can make that move. Things like that, man. And and you'll be okay. 
if you can get a good plan in place, that's like part of the battle. The rest of it comes down to being able to think ahead and being able to uh, adjust on the move, you know, uh, thinking ahead and adjusting on the move. That's really a lot of it, man. So I think that's about all I have to say about the solo practitioner advance right now. I'm sure I'm going to have more. I'm going to have someone come on here and give kind of their spiel on advance work. I'm sure I miss things. I'm sure there's a million guys can do it better, but you know, I'm just that guy who's not afraid to really contribute. You know, I'll give you what I got. And by no means do I think I'm the best guy. By no means do I think I know how to do everything right. But, um, you know, I just want to welcome you to Bruce Lee, all of it, man. Bruce Lee, this trash, absorb what's useful, disregard what's useless, and add what is essentially your own. Any comments, questions, suggestions, or anything like that, feel free to throw them into the Executive Protection Lifestyle group. You know, we can have whole entire discussions about them. Hey, Byron, episode such and such, uh, you talked about advanced work. You know, I read the comments in the Executive Protection Lifestyle group. Um, so go on there and let's have a discussion about this stuff. Um, you know, cause we're all, I'm just a student of the game, you know what I mean? I'm just another student of the game. So yeah. And check out executive protection lifestyle.com. We got a lot of really cool stuff there. A lot of cool stuff about the podcast. Um, but then also about the overall brand, you know, about the culture we're, we're building and where we're going with things. I think you guys are going to really like it. And then, uh, Byron Rogers motivation.com is where you can find me more about me and what I do. So until the next podcast, until the next video, y'all stay sharp. One mind many weapons out no podcast would be complete without a word to the sponsors the folks that give us deals support us and make it easier for us to get hooked up with cool stuff uh, the folks whose brands we already most of us believe in and we're using long before they even sponsored us rogue american apparel thanks for what you guys do Primary Weapon Systems, you guys are awesome. Sidekick Mounts, you guys rock the house as well. We got more sponsors to come because the brand is building to EPL. So you guys tell your friends about us. Visit executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you know any anyone who wants to get into the EP industry or is in the EP industry that's not listening to this podcast, get them in the house because... You know, this is where we're going to be given information, techniques, tactics, all just stuff for you to think about while you're working uh, on the grind. But anyways, to the sponsors, Rogue American Apparel, Primary Weapon Systems and Sidekick Mounts. Use my code Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, when you're checking out with these guys online for my discount. Right now it's 10%, but if we get more people listening to it and using it, maybe we can get it up a little bit higher. And in order to support this podcast, visit ExecutiveProtectionLifestyle.com. Your donations will contribute directly to the expansion of this work. And all of that is much appreciated, as you guys all know, man. Uh, I'm humbled to be able to do this work. So executiveprotectionlifestyle.com to get hooked into making all of this stuff possible. Boom! I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at Executive Protection Lifestyle. 
byronrogersmotivation.com. If you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.